clever. Clever, very clever. When you use Audition, Audacity is major boomage. That's true. Are you recording? Okay. Three, two, one. Ah, oh, so slow. Slow, slow. Perry is, Perry is massively slow. I have major good internet. 100 meg. Rain, you have like 500 meg, don't you? Ah, get wrecked. <laughs> Poor Marnock. That's cheap. Compared to... Compared to some things in Dublin, it's cheap. Anyway. Just a train station. You also have a car. Anyway, better get going. Hello and welcome back to the Front Row Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Rain and making his return today uh, is Fionn. Fionn, some say you were in Spain. Others say you couldn't bear talking about a 1-2 McLaren finish. So, very briefly, give us your thoughts on the race of two weeks ago in Monza. And what was your opinion on the little incident between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton? Yeah, we have already discussed the uh, the weird penalty system in Formula 1. If you're interested in that, go back a few podcasts. Not quite sure which one it is, but go back and listen to them all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, moving on to the Russian Grand Prix. A usual boar fest, but it was in fact anything but a boar fest this week. We had many drivers out of position. We had... Uh, Lando Norris on pole, his first ever pole position um, this weekend. We will, as always, start at the bottom. We'll go with Haas, Williams and Alfa Romeo. 
Uh, Rian, starting with you, any standout performances there in those bottom three? Fionn, do you concur with that? Oh, sorry, go on. Did George Russell finish in the points? Oh, okay, okay, good. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you put that? Would you used to put that down to his maybe experience? He he might have seen what was coming and and known, maybe where Lando wouldn't have not been in that position before to go and put on the inters and and get that get that eighth place finish. So moving on to another team who really, really struggled this weekend, all weekend, uh, Alpha Tauri, Yuki Sonoda only finishing ahead of Nikita Mazepin of the actual finishers, which is really quite poor. And Pierre Gasly, who I was given props to just a couple of weeks ago, only managed 13th position behind both Aston Martins. Uh, worrying stuff from them. Do you think maybe this is a bit of a hangover from what we've seen in Monza?
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Fionn, I talked last week to Rain about Yuki Sonoda and whether he was the right choice for Alpha Tauri, especially considering they had a driver such as Daniel Kvyat, uh, who was sitting there and they didn't need to get rid of him. There was no urgency to put Sonoda in the seat. Do you think it was the right call to put him in the seat, or should they have left him there for another year, maybe? So, we've, we've seen drivers come into the AlphaTauri slash Toro Rosso car and really impress in their first couple of seasons. Do you see Yuki Tsunoda being the future of Red Bull or AlphaTauri or even in Formula 1? Yeah, for sure, Fionn. Maybe, or... Mm. 
Mm. And uh, it could even be a, a case of uh, Gasly's team around him in AlphaTauri might want him to succeed and move on to that Red Bull seat. And if he's seen helping uh, Red Bull out, it could like you know push him. And if he's if he's cooperating with that kind of thing, you know, it could push him into that seat or maybe help him be pushed towards that seat. I have no problem with team orders and as christian horner has said himself when you sign for uh red bull red bull have four drivers the two that are in alpha tauri and the two that are in the the main red bull racing team so i don't know is it t is it inter team orders or is it just regular old team orders i suppose it's up, up for debate really isn't it Yeah, definitely. It was. It was quite an interesting one. Uh, moving on, you mentioned Aston Martin giving uh, Pierre Gasly a bit of a millen. Lance Stroll was also caught in another bit of a ding-dong with Sebastian Vettel for the second race in a row. Rain, do you think there's a bit of tension going on, or is it just two bits of uh, kind of wrong place, wrong time? Fionn, not really great when you have tension with the boss's son, is it, in the team? Do you think it'll be an issue, or does Sebastian Vettel maybe have one eye on his contract for the next couple of seasons? Yeah, for sure. So, moving on uh, one more time before we enter the quiz section of the show. We have Alpine we're going to talk about. And Fernando Alonso ended up in quite a tasty sixth position. One of the ones who uh, took the the intermediate tyres early and benefited from that. Not so good for Esteban Ocon down in 14th. Uh, we really are seeing... Fernando Alonso getting the better of Esteban Ocon now, where it wasn't like that in the start of the season. Uh, also, very cheeky. I'd like to hear your opinions. I don't know if you spotted it at the beginning of the race, lap one. 
Um, Fernando Alonso took a bit of a detour through the second corner. Uh, what do you make of that? Should that be stamped out by the FIA or is it just quick thinking from Fernando Alonso? Also, and once he got off the track as well, he did everything that was required of him. He went be between the bollards. And it's supposed to slow you down. Like we seen last year with Carlos Sainz when he tried to go through the bollards and clipped his wheel and nearly took out about three or four drivers uh, coming back onto the track because he went through it too quickly. Which I think maybe they've they seen that and moved them a bit wider which allowed Alonso pretty much to plow straight through without turning the wheel too much. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. But also back to... Esteban Ocon, it seems he's really struggling again uh, throughout the season, the last few races. He's not been particularly brilliant and he's significantly behind uh, Fernando Alonso. What do you see the future of Esteban Ocon being, Rian? Obviously, he still has ties with Mercedes. Do you think maybe he'll move into a reserve driver role or is he good enough to find a new team if Alpine get fed up with them.
Fionn, we've seen Renault a couple of years ago pay big money for Daniel Ricciardo to bring him into the team. He was the highest paid driver on the grid. Do you see something like that happening again? Could they lure one of the bigger drivers away from one of the bigger teams uh, in place of Esteban Ocon? Absolutely not. <laughs> That would be the second most amount of world championships in a team other than Mercedes. That would be that would be something to watch anyway. Yeah, keep your eye out for that one. Vettel to Alpine in a couple of years. But Rain, it's your moment to shine. Not often do we do this. You take over. It's your quiz, me versus Fionn. What do we have today? Okay, I'm quietly confident. Yeah, I was going to say Ferrari because they, well, they've been in every single Formula One season and won the most uh, world championships. So I'm going to say Ferrari. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I am going to say McLaren. From here on, it gets a little bit tastier. They were the big four. They're the ones who have been around donkey's years. The next ones are a little bit tougher. So, thinking about the current grid, I'm going to say Red Bull. So, there's someone ahead of Red Bull. Interesting, interesting. Took mine. Two world championships. Um, okay. I'm going to go full blown risk and I'm going to explain my thought process because I think. There was a lot of wins in the very early days of Formula 1. And I'm going to say Alfa Romeo. Oh, stop. Oh. That's unfortunate. Okay, and where are they on the list? So we still have that number five. What is that number five? Um, uh, let me think. Let me think, let me think, let me think. So I'm trying to go back through the World Driver Champions. Um, 10 wins. So 10 wins was who? Okay. Okay, so it's going to be it has to be more than 10 wins. Okay. I was going to say Braun, but I doubt they have 10 wins. I know they did win. They had one season and they won the championship. So don't know about that. But let's go with Brabham. Tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Oh my god. Um Tyrrell won a few. Tyrrell? Oh Go on, give us some time periods. Uh, 
I'm gonna say Fiat. Porsche. Oh. I got Terrell. United Kingdom. Stewart. I'm I'm I have no idea. Think you might need to need to do a tiebreaker here, Rain. Okay, well, I wouldn't have got that. Cooper. I thought Mini, and then I was like, no, Mini wouldn't have made an F1 car. Five. Four. Two. <laughs> I said five, and you said three. Fuck's sake. Not a tiebreaker. That's like a pot look. <laughs> okay. But at least something you can generally judge, like. Okay. Okay, 15th. Give us the name. And we have to say how many wins or years active. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Mm. Okay. Uh, three. Mother of God. I don't even know an era. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, who goes first? Nineteen eighty-five. Quick mat tearing. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's outrageous. Can't believe, can't believe I got the 13th most winningest team out of 12. That was outrageous. That was outrageous. Anyway, moving on from that bitter, bitter disappointment, uh, we move on to Ferrari. Fun. Bit of a half and half day for the Ferrari, the men in red. Uh, one finish way down the list, not taking the right uh, choice on the Inters, finishing, I believe, where was it in the end? Charles Leclerc finished 15th in the end behind Esteban Ocon. But, of course, we've seen Carlos Sainz standing on the podium. How do you sum up that day? I think uh, Leclerc was kind of going, whatever Max Verstappen does, I'll do. And uh, the worst that can happen is I finish one place behind him. Uh, Rain, what did you make of the Ferrari performance? Will they be kicking themselves? Fionn, it's a bit concerning that Carlos Sainz was leading the race at one stage and then we heard a radio message from uh, Carlos Sainz's engineer saying the top five is on here. Uh, is that concerning to you or, or is that just maybe them being a little bit conservative in their estimation? <laughs> It was. No, no, it definitely was because he replied. 
No, it was definitely not, because he replied and he said, What, oh, the top five? In my beautiful Spanish accent. But he said he, it was definitely Carlos Sainz's audio. Uh, his race engineer said the top five is on. Because he, he pitted early, which is one of the things, a classic Ferrari top quality strategy. Pit early and have your tires go off at the end of the race and load a bucket loads of positions. Terrible, really terrible. So all things considered, now I was thinking maybe I might be a little bit disappointed, but considering everything to have a car on the podium, pretty impressive. <laughs> it was it was so bad it turned out good. It was yeah. I was I was. Tr No. Um, I was trying to remember the curse of Carlos Sainz and I couldn't remember what that curse is. It was like Lewis Hamilton doesn't finish the race anytime. But I couldn't remember. I thought the curse was broken. But anyway, uh, we'll move on. Uh, we're going a little bit quickly, but we will move on to McLaren. Rain. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday and the reason that is is because Rain had been crying for the last two days. So, we heard in interviews after the race, McLaren were telling Lando that the rain wouldn't get worse. What I don't understand is how they can tell Lando that, but every other team, or most of the other teams, see it's going to get worse and pit them. Because it's, and Mercedes are the first garage, so, you know, there's no time to just sprint out as he's coming into the pit lane, you know, you have to be ready, McLaren would have known that, and could have made that decision to pit, and it was probably the right decision, because everyone else was so much further behind, they should have pitted, but, there's something... 
It was a no-brainer, yeah. Yeah. Fionn, what... Fionn, what's your take on it? We seen it with Lewis. We seen it with Lewis. Lewis said, I'm not pitting. And then the next lap, they said, pit. They said, box, box. And he went in. Yeah, ifs and buts, but sure, the way it ended is the way it ended. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo did get a fourth position, and Lando only f managed to finish in seventh, which isn't a terrible result, considering all the cars that are quicker than them on paper ahead of them. It's not the end of the world this weekend, and as you said, they are now four points further ahead than Ferrari than they were at the start of the week. So, taking the whole context of the race out of it, is there enough to be positive about, Rin? John, you were quite critical of Daniel Ricciardo up until this point of the season. Are you seeing the, the new Daniel Ricciardo?
Mm. No, I, I absolutely agree with you on that one. Uh, moving on to our top two teams of the Constructors Championship. Uh, Rain, Sergio Perez really set the world on fire with his ninth place in qualifying. Uh, what did you make of his performance and his race finishing up? <laughs> well, I can bring it to the race where he finished ninth, losing one position as well, if you would like me to. Yeah, it was, it was. No, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I was only, I was only messing because obviously I've been very critical. Still a poor Saturday, but it, it was a good Sunday as we've usually seen with him. Fionn, I have been criticizing his Saturdays uh, all throughout the season. Is it gonna be, is this a problem for Red Bull? And does it need to be sorted? Or are his Sundays good enough that they'll be happy enough to bring him on into the future? Absolutely. And moving on to Mercedes, obviously we've seen Hamilton made the right decision, was overruled by his team uh, to come in and take the Inters at the perfect moment. And of course Valtteri Bottas as well, gaining a lot of positions, who was really struggling. We've seen a classic uh, Valtteri Bottas starting from the back race where he got bogged down in the midfield, never made it forward. Max Verstappen made him look like a rookie going by him in effectively very similar cars. Uh, we were obviously, we've, we've seen Bottas be really quite good in the last few races since he signed his contract with Alfa Romeo. Uh, is maybe the honeymoon period uh, wearing off a little bit for Valtteri? Thank you. 
I do want to touch on one thing you said, Rain. Uh, with that engine penalty, Fionn, we, we heard Rain say that he believes it was to put, to put uh, Bottas in front of Verstappen and hold him up, stop making progress. Do you think that was the case, or do you think they genuinely needed uh, another engine to make it to the end of the year? Nice to see a bit of banter going on anyway. Uh, so Yeah. Well, I see Russell being too quick to do that. You know, if he's, he might qualify. Even if he qualifies on pole, he's not going to see the position if he has track position, you know. Now, Mercedes might fuck him around and give him the suboptimal strategy. Uh, but I, I think George Russell will definitely have the pace to be there or thereabouts and make it uncomfortable. And I don't think any amount of managing will make that easier like we've seen it with rosberg rosberg had the pace it that, that wasn't a management issue maybe it was in the beginning but that wasn't a management issue that they were so close together it was just pure pace so uh yeah but moving on to our top two hamilton and verstappen uh rain how irritated do you think uh hamilton will be when he pulled in to the those little uh first second and third place podium things to see 
a Red Bull pull-up right beside him and the number 33 on the side of it. Yeah, something very small anyway. could this damage limitation on a track that we expected Mercedes to win anyway could this be the turning point of the season could this give the clear advantage to Red Bull despite them being behind in the championship is this as Rain said Hamilton we expect has to take another engine so that means a penalty starting from the back of the grid do you think that this could be the turning point of the season Okay, very interesting. So that kind of sums up the race for this week. And before we move on to our hot takes and predictions, Rain, did you want to say something? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. And two weeks ago, you could have sworn that Max Verstappen purposely parked his car on Lewis Hamilton's head with the way Damon Hill was talking about it. But yeah, so multinational sports conglomerate, that's not very good from you. Get rid of Damon Hill. 
to be <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. So I've he managed to get ahead of Carlos Sainz. From what I seen they pitted at the same time and there was about 4 or 5 seconds between them. So I don't know what kind of magical lap Verstappen pulled out, but we will never know. But I was going to say, to be fair to multinational sports conglomerate, I believe it is F1 TV that do the the showing of the pictures. They are, but not but now error hated multinational sports conglomerate. They're a different multinational sports conglomerate. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so <laughs> that's true <laughs> oh um so before we move <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has to be a trap card face down in defense mode. Uh, so, before we move on to our hot takes and our little roundup of the championships, I was pondering a question today. And it's a, in a hypothetical sense. And I want you both to say how many you think. How many potential world champions are there on the grid right now? And is it one of the best, if not the best, grid we've seen in Formula 1? Go through them, Rain. Go for it. Tell, tell, me, tell us your thinking. Future. Future world champions. Future world champions. Okay. George Russell in America. <laughs> and of course, of course, Verstappen and Hamilton as well, both still in the mix for next year. Um, Alonso, if he was in the right car, would he be able to win a world championship? Fionn, would you agree? So, for, 
Okay, in a less hypothetical sense then, so we'll remove kind of your Alonzos and your whatever, who probably won't win one. Who do you think will be the next 10 world champions? <laughs> Interesting. Okay, interesting. And then my second question, is this one of, or if not, the best grid we've seen in Formula 1? No? <laughs> that's, what, that's why I asked the question. Because there is all these potential world champions, but... Yeah, no, uh, agreed, agreed, but I'm, I'm talking about sheer volume here. There's about five drivers on the grid right now who could realistically win a world championship in the next 10 years. I'm saying, well, in the Schumacher era, very few people won world championships in, in, inside that 10 years because he won seven in 10 years, I think it was. So, and the same with Lewis Hamilton, but Lewis Hamilton is still on this grid, we have to remember as well. So that's why I, I, I asked the question. But anyway, we will move on. We are going to Turkey next week. A fan favourite, not next week, from the 8th to the 10th of October. Istanbul Park, uh, always a fan favourite. Fionn, we've seen your boyfriend Lance Stroll do very well there um, last year. He qualified on pole, then, of course, he bottled it. Uh, what is your hot take for Istanbul? Okay. Now in Hungary, Hungary he punted Leclerc off, didn't he? In Hungary, no breaks. <laughs> he's he's quite good at that, taking someone out without taking himself out. Uh, Ooh, that is quite hot. Rain, what do you think?
So we'll. So you're predicting a lot of bounce back ability. I'm gonna say that. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go the opposite of Fionn, and I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I'm gonna say that uh, Carlos Sainz will not finish the race. I'm gonna say Carlos Sainz will not finish the race. Maybe Lance Stroll will take him out. Mm. It is a bit windy. Charles Leclerc doesn't like corners very much. He likes to hit barriers quite frequently. So, listen, we'll see. That's yeah. I'm I'm absolutely on board with you on that one, Fionn Rain. Fionn Rain. Fionn Rain. Rain, what's your opinion on Fionn's opinion? <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. The indoor series. Yeah. For Formula E had a bit of an indoor uh, karting track for a while in the London. E-pre, but anyway, that brings us to the end of the show, and my laptop battery is running out pretty quickly, so I'm gonna sprint through this as quick as I can. Lewis Hamilton tops the driver standings on 246 and a half points, with Max Verstappen right behind him on 244 and a half points. Valtteri Bottas retakes his third position. Uh, Thanks to Lando Norris deciding he would become a boat. Sergio Perez. Oh, well, he would have been ahead. Valtteri Bottas cements his third position. How about that? Sergio Perez, the bum, is in fifth with Carlos Sainz just behind in sixth, catching him rapidly. Uh, Charles Leclerc behind Carlos Sainz again with that. Uh, unfortunate finish. Daniel Ricciardo in 8th position with 95 points. Uh, Pierre Gasly falling way behind now on 66 points. Then comes Fernando Alonso catching Gasly quite rapidly on 58 points with Esteban Ocon just behind on 45 points. Uh, Sebastian Vettel sits in 12th with 35 points. Lance Stroll on, in 13th with 24 points. Yuki Tsunoda Still only has the 18 points, which leaves him in 14th. George Russell just behind him on 16 points in 15th. Nicholas Latifi in 16th with 7 points. Kimi Raikkonen just behind in 17th with 6 points. Antonio Giovinazzi sits on 1 point. And we have, of course, Mick Schumacher, Robert Kubica and Nikita Mazepin 
on no points now quickly moving on to the constructor standings we have mercedes leading the way and running away with the championship on 397 and a half points then we have red bull of course on 364 and a half points uh, and in third mclaren cementing that third place a little bit more 234 points compared to ferrari's 216 and a half points way behind uh in fifth are alpine with 103 points uh bridging the gap between them and alpha terry in sixth on 84 points aston martin sit in seventh on 59 points williams with their ever increasing and ever impressive 23 points uh alfa romeo in ninth with seven points and of course Haas with no points at all so I think that does it for today, unless any of you two have anything extra to say. Mm, mm. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, and you were saying, Fionn, that Alpine at the start of the year, that they would be battling with uh, Alfa Romeo this season. Uh, if you cast your mind back. <laughs> well, we're still in Europe, Rin. We're going to Istanbul on the on the edge of Europe. <laughs> the very edge of Europe. <laughs> so that is all from us today. Uh, my thanks to the pair of you, and we will see you all next week. <laughs> okay, my laptop is about to 